nothing will build your faith higher or faster than when God brings you through a storm you didn't think you were going to survive. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. On today's podcast, we have Greg Davis. Greg Davis recently released his latest book called Standing Strong in the Storm. And we're going to have an amazing discussion on some of the things that he's experienced in his life that caused him to write this book about standing strong in the storm. So to tell you a little bit more about Greg Davis, Greg Davis is a gifted pastor and Bible teacher known for his ability to communicate fresh insights from God's Word. Greg and his wife Nancy have served together in ministry for over 30 years. They grew up together in a very small town in the South and have been sweethearts since the second grade. But their uniqueness of their story goes far beyond their early days. Greg's family has persevered through an astonishing number of life-threatening health issues. And those experiences have helped develop a passion in Greg to encourage and equip people to thrive during the most difficult seasons of life. Greg and I had an awesome discussion about really going through the storms and him applying, sharing his story and his experiences about growing, going through the storm. So if you're going through the storm or if you're in the middle of the storm, or even if you're not in a storm, but maybe in the future, you're going to go through a storm. Now this podcast episode is for you. Uh, you're going to enjoy Greg's discussion and the insights that he has and sharing his heart for his latest book, Standing Strong in the Storm, and how we grow from that. So really hope you enjoy this podcast episode with Greg Davis. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for being a part of the podcast. Looking forward to, to our discussion on your latest book. Well, thank you. I certainly appreciate the invitation. <laughs> yeah. So um, for those that don't know, Greg Davis just came out with a book, Standing Strong in the Storm, Cultivating Resilience in Times of Trouble. So Greg, uh, again, thanks again. Uh, very good to have you on the podcast. Um, wanted to start off here by, you know, what was your heart to write this book? I know this book has been, um, I would say, in my opinion, doing very, very well. And it's already transforming so many lives, as you mentioned. Uh, what was really the the true heart of uh, getting this message out? Well, uh, the, that came from uh, from our testimony, and uh, and I, I won't take a lot of time, you know, to tell that. But but uh, you probably know that our family, while I've been pastoring in ministry for you know for the last several decades, um, my family has been through about a dozen life threatening health issues. And, uh, you know, my son had six open heart surgeries by the time he was 17 years old, almost died more than once. Uh, my wife almost died when he was two from an autoimmune disease, took her years to recover. And then we adopted an orphan from China. Our baby girl, little Anna Grace, was one year old when we got her, just turned one. And then she was diagnosed within 30 days after we got her. Of, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. She almost died. Uh, and they said she had very little chance of living and virtually no chance of a normal life. She had a year of treatment at St. Jude, chemo and radiation, brain surgery, the whole nine yards. And, uh, and I almost died from a massive heart attack, even though I'm very physically fit. And then uh, a few months after that, I was diagnosed with two brain aneurysms. And so all of that happened, you know, while we're pastoring, which was, you can, you can imagine, I might have had a few unanswered questions, 
<laughs> like, Lord, I'm trying to serve you. Uh, what's going on here? And so the Lord showed me a few years ago that the reason he allowed, by the way, the great part of the testimony is that the odds were against every one of us. I almost died twice on the night of my heart attack. The odds were against my entire family, myself, my wife, my son, and my daughter up against us, uh, uh, even, even being alive right now. But the fact is that we're all alive. We're all very healthy. And, uh, and miraculously, it's, a, it's amazing what God has done. He brought us through all of those storms. And so the Lord showed me a few years ago that the reason that he allowed all of that was to train me and train us to navigate adversity because it is so easy just to want to throw in the towel when you don't understand what in the world you know, you're going through. When you don't understand it, it's very tempting just to give, give up, to get angry with God, to just chunk everything. And the Lord taught us how to navigate adversity and actually come out stronger on the other side in our faith instead of weaker and, and better instead of bitter. Um, and so the Lord showed me that the reason he did that was to train us. And that that morning, the morning in prayer that he spoke that to my heart, I pulled the laptop out and started writing this book because he showed me that he wanted us to share the lessons that he taught us that helped us to basically just crush the odds and have breakthroughs that are literally miraculous. And so now we're sharing those lessons, those principles with people all over the country. Uh, and, and God is using that message. And right now, the world we're living in right now, people, I've, we've got more people that are depressed than I've ever seen, more people that are living in doom and gloom. And so it's a very needed message right now. And that's why the Lord timed it this way. So that was the heart of it, is our passion is to not only encourage people, but also to equip people with the principles that God taught us that helped us to navigate storms that you could not even imagine. Uh, you know, all of that happening in one family, and that didn't, that on that list was not even any of the, uh, any of the stress that a pastor goes through. When you're growing and doing multiple, multiple, multiple building programs, and you're going multi-site, all those kind of things, there's there. It was a you know there was a stress there was stress that you couldn't even hardly imagine, but God showed us how to do it, and so what we're wanting to do is to share that and help people uh, to be able to come through their adversity stronger. That's awesome, Greg. Uh, you know, you talk about going through the storms, and I wanted to uh, dive deep. Because I, I know everyone has their own storms throughout their life. Yes. If we don't go through storms, that's that's not what we call life. We all uh, do. Yep. And so how was it through your journey of going through those storms of keeping God and faith at the center of it? Because oftentimes, even for me, when I'm in the storms, that's the last thing I think about. I, I'm just trying to get through this and like yeah. try to do it all on my own. How did you find, you know, to go through those storms? Well, actually, there's a there's a super element of grace here uh, because literally, the the morning after Colton was born, my son, our storm season started the day my son was born, and we found out he had five heart defects because that was after eight years of infertility, trying to have children, and so the morning he was born was like the greatest victory in our life, but then two hours later he was rushed to intensive care and almost died, and uh, and so. But the next morning I woke up in the, in the hospital room 
with Nancy because she had had a C-section and whatever. And all, all this stuff with Colton, all this horrible news, it was like a nightmare. It literally, I woke up that morning on the couch in the hospital and it was very, I was hoping that what I, what I was thinking about was a nightmare and wasn't reality. But when I woke up on the hospital couch, I knew this is reality. It's not a nightmare. It's, it's a real thing. But that morning, the Lord spoke a word into my life from Psalms 9-1. And, uh, and it says, that verse says, I will praise you with my whole heart. And the Holy Spirit, this, I'm not a pick and poke kind of Bible guy, just open it up and hope and just, you know, and just kind of whatever verse I see, that's what God, I don't normally do that. But that morning, that's what happened. My Bible fell open to that verse and the Holy Spirit immediately, it was like a lightning bolt came into the darkness. And the Lord showed me, your son is going to stand in my presence with a whole heart. So before his first heart surgery, that was six days later, I already knew that God had his hand on this and that he was going to bring us through it. And so after that, every time we went through a storm, we would ask and pray for the Lord to give us a word. Lord, what is your word to carry us through this? And this was before iPads. This was before smartphones, all those kind of things. And so we literally wrote the scriptures that he would give us. The first one was Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, and I, so I knew that God's, God was saying, I have a plan for your son. I'm going to bless him, not hurt him. You know, I'm going to give him hope and I'm going to give him a future. And, uh, and it's amazing because with all those heart surgeries, he's actually played sports and been athletic, you know, in, in different parts of his life. I was like, this is amazing. But the Lord would give us a word and we would write those words from the scriptures on sticky notes and put them on the mirror in the bathroom, refrigerator, the dash of the car, because no cars had a screen back then. And uh, we would always make sure that we were forcing ourselves to focus on the word that God gave us to navigate that particular storm. And, uh, and it helped us to monitor our mindset. So that was a, that was a major a major source of help for us was, you know, was keeping our eye on just always asking the Lord, what do you want? What, what is your word for this? What are you going to, what are you going to use to empower us to navigate this? Yeah. In, in one of your chapters, you talk about the certainty of uncertainty and um, you know, with being in storms, you have doubts and confusion. And some people are like, why is this happening to my life? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when you have a lot of doubt come. Is God even real? Is why would He make me go through this? How did you deal with those questions and with you and, and and your family? Well, it was like everything else. It was you know, there's a rhythm. Uh, life doesn't go like this. <laughs> you know, there were some ups and some downs. There were times when I did a great job of of navigating. There were times when I was very much struggling, very much questioning, Lord, why, why, why? Especially like. Well, I don't want to go into all the specifics, but, you know, after after several situations and you keep having life threatening situations, it kind of you're like, Lord, why? But uh, in that chapter that you mentioned, the certainty of uncertainty, it shows there's there's several, you know, very well known people in the scriptures that are major characters in the Bible that had times of uncertainty. And they they had to, they didn't understand what they were going through or why they were going through it. 
But if you look at what they did, the example that God shows us in, in the way they navigated it, like King David, uh, like Joseph in the Old Testament, John the Baptist, uh, even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, I think it probably freaked Peter, James, and John out when Peter pulled them aside in the Garden of Gethsemane and said, I am overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Can you imagine hearing that coming from the lips of Jesus? And, uh, but, you know, and he's, and he was praying, he said, Lord, you know, if, if, is there any, can you take this cup from me? The cup of God's wrath that was about to be poured out on the sins of all humanity on him. And, uh, and so he wasn't sure if that was necessary, but he said, and he, the lesson was Lord, not my will, but your will. And so we basically had to always say, Lord, I don't understand this, but not my will but your will, your will be done. So we can't let the uncertainty of how we don't understand our circumstances, we can't let that override the certainty of the fact of, of the, all the blessing that we've already seen in our life, all the times that God, that was another major thing that really helped us. And Lord showed, this is another big lesson in the book, is monitoring your mindset, because we would literally have to zoom back out of, of the crisis and look at all the big picture. Like when Anna Grace was diagnosed with brain cancer, I could not believe it. This was everybody, you know, I was like, everybody in my family had almost died, but me at that point. But, uh, but when I zoom back out and look at the big picture, instead of just focusing on that horrible storm, I saw all these times, by that time, Colton had already been through three open heart surgeries and God brought him through every one and he was healthy and playing sports. And, and my wife had, had been coming through, she came through her disease. And, and so when I looked at the big picture, I saw God's healing, God's healing, God's restoration, his recovery, his provision, all these kind of things. And so it helped us to say, you know what? I don't understand this, but I'm not gonna let this one thing overcome everything else, God, that you have already done in my life. So we, we basically developed a culture of celebration in our family, that anytime anything good happened, anytime there was a blessing of the Lord, we highlighted it, we threw a party, we celebrated it, and my kids were raised in that culture. They knew we were going to celebrate anything. In fact, the funniest story with this, my daughter, when she was, um, I think it's first grade, she we picked her up from school one day, and she said, Dad, I made 100 on my test today. I was like, oh, sweetie, that's great, that's great. And uh, this is funny coming from a first grader. She, she, so she folded her arms and she said, well, where are we going for our celebratory dinner? <laughs> I was like, celebratory coming from the words from the lips of a first grader? That's another amazing miracle. After brain cancer and almost dying and switching from Chinese to English, her vocabulary in every grade of school was two years ahead of the average. Wow. Miracle after miracle after miracle. So that's why when we zoomed out and looked at the big picture, we celebrated every blessing we could. And that kept us from only focusing on the negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, before we move further, I know people are probably like, how can they get their hands on the book and connect with you? Um, so how can uh, people purchase and connect with uh, and get a copy of Standing Strong in a Storm? Okay. Um, all right. Uh, my website uh, is gregdavisonline.com. 
gregdavisonline.com. Uh, the book, the study guide, the audio book, and the video masterclass are all available on the website. If you click the link to buy the book, it, send, it takes you to the publisher and they will fulfill the order. And so, by the way, this is just so you'll know, this is what it looks like standing strong in the storm. And one thing I love about the cover design here was that if you look carefully, you can see someone standing in the storm uh, right there in the middle of the word storm. I love that cover design. I didn't do it. I'm terrible with that stuff. Uh, but uh, but they did it at Four Rivers. They did a great job. And uh, uh, so anyway, but uh, I forgot. What was the question? <laughs> oh, how can they get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can buy the book there. It's available on Amazon as well. It's available on Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but uh, but and also on my website, there is a contact page uh, where, where people can uh, email me and uh and that, uh, or they could sign up for a devotional blog that I send out from time to time. And there's several already on the website. Uh, uh, one of my greatest passions is just to dig the treasure out of the word of God. There's so much treasure in the word that's overlooked if we just kind of skim the surface. Mm -hmm. But when we dig into that, when we dig into the, what the scripture is saying, it's got so many practical treasures that can change our life I want to I want to encourage people to be students of the Word of God, but uh, anyway, so they could also email me at greg at gregdavisonline.com. Uh, but there's also a contact page, like I said, on the website, so that that you know if they wanted to email me or whatever. But the books are, are available there. Awesome. Um, so going back to you're talking about uh, celebrating, and I think this is often something missed, especially when you're in the storm, because. You know, even when I've went through some of these storms, uh, you know, I'm 30 years old and went through some storms, you know, throughout my 20s. And, you know, you often say, oh, I, I've never wanted it this way. This is not the way it was supposed to happen. Um, but how do you embrace what God is bringing you through during those times of trials and tribulations and going through those storms? Well, uh, again, that's the one of the key things. And then this is obviously very much uh, explained in the book. The issue of monitoring your mindset, one of the greatest passages that God used to encourage me through the years was the passage in Matthew chapter 14, where Jesus comes walking on the stormy seas out to his disciples in the middle of their storm. And so, uh, you know, here's the thing with mindset. If your mindset as if, if their mindset as a disciple, which I'm sure it was, was like Jesus said, get in the boat, go to the other side. I'm just thought, I'm sure they thought no big deal. We've done this before. It's, you know, our mindset in human nature is to have comfort. But Jesus sent them into that storm on purpose because what he was going to do was build their faith to the highest level that it had ever been. And that's exactly what happened because when he and Peter stepped back into the boat, they said to him, they, the Bible says they were worshiping him. And they said, truly, you are the son of God. And that is the first time in the Gospel of Matthew that he records the disciples actively worshiping Jesus, even though the day before this, they had just participated in the feeding of the 5,000. But they were actively worshiping him because he had saved them from the storm they thought was going to kill them. Nothing will build your faith higher or faster than when God brings you through a storm you didn't think you were going to survive. And so that was the purpose, to build their faith to, the high, to a higher level. And that's exactly what happened. And it's kind of like this. You know, when you go to the gym and you work out, you understand 
that when you are overcoming the resistance of the weights with proper form to avoid injury, what happens? You're strong, you get stronger and stronger and stronger and your muscles grow. Well, we understand that in the gym, but we struggle with it in life. But the same thing is true. When you overcome the resistance of adversity over and over again with the right form so that you avoid injury to your spirit, then your spiritual muscles grow and you get stronger and stronger and stronger. So what we had to learn was, Lord, I don't like this. I don't want to be in this situation, but I understand that through this, if I, if I keep my focus on you, like Peter, when he was walking on the water, if I keep my focus on you, you're going to give me supernatural traction to make it through this storm. But if I only focus on the wind and the waves, I'm going to sink. And so we learned that early and realized, even if I don't understand it, even if, I, if I'm super upset, I have to keep my focus on the fact that God is going to bring me through this. And when I get through it, I'm going to be stronger. And so that is, that is hugely important for, for people to understand. So, yeah, that's another thing I wanted to touch on is uh, you talked about, you know, going through the storm, but what's most important is what you do the other side of the storm. Uh, so talk a little bit about that on how with some of the storms that you face, um, yeah, how, how was it on the other side and going through all that adversity, going through the storms and then on the other side is, is how was that? Well, it's different in different ways because we've been through so many. Uh, but one of the things the Lord showed me the morning that he, that he basically kind of clarified for me that all this was training, uh, that morning I happened to be reading the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, which says, We give praise to the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles, so that we can comfort others with the same comfort that God gave us. And so that helped me understand that. And, and I already knew this because through the years, we have been able to minister to a lot of families and a lot of parents who had children who were facing death uh, and, and those kind of things. And so we've been able to, to encourage people and to, to minister to them because of what we have experienced and been through. And many times, if there was a heart patient, I would take Colton with me to the hospital and, and because as, a, as an illustration, like as a sermon illustration, I wanted the people to see this boy right here was not supposed to make it, but here he is. And he's wearing a baseball cap because he plays baseball, you know. Uh, and, and so when, when, when it was cancer patient, I would take Anna Grace with us and, and say, here's Anna. She made it through. And it's incredibly encouraging to parents to see someone else that has made it through and so then we would share with them some lessons about things that helped us. And so, um, so that was a big thing on the other side during all of that. And now we're really on the other side, you know, of stepping out into a brand new season of ministry that was launched by this, by this book. And so interesting that you'd said that about the other side, because in the story, uh, Matthew 14, where Jesus walks out on the water and they get to the other side. When they got to the other side, the level of ministry was much higher. Before the storm, they were passing out uh, 
I call it Happy Meals, <laughs> fish okay. sandwiches. They, you know, they were passing out fish and bread, and that's good. But the, Jesus was teaching too, and and there were some people who were healed. But the word for healing on that side of the storm only means physical healing. On the other side of the storm, everybody that was brought to them was totally healed. And the word for healing in that passage means not just physical, but spiritual. And matter of fact, the root of that word on the other side of the storm that's used, that's translated as healing, actually has a core root that means is the same word as the New Testament word for being saved. And so on the other side of their storm, God used them in a greater way than ever. And I believe that that's exactly what he wants to do with all of us. Mm -hmm. Because if he's training us, if we're getting stronger, if we're learning life lessons that have helped us survive things that are crazy, then on the other side of our storm, he wants to use us in a greater way to impact more people's lives. And so I really believe that that's what God wants to do with all of us when we get through a storm. He wants to take us to a brand new level, not just blessing us, which is great. We love that, but also using us to bless others. And yeah. there's actually, you know, a, a lot of blessing in that as well <laughs> for us, because yeah. as you know, Jesus says more blessed to give than to receive, you know? So anyway. Oh yeah. That that's so true. Even, even through, through, uh, you know, my experiences going through the storm is you don't really have that perspective until you've gone through it and you're on the other side and you're like, oh yeah, if I haven't gone, if I hadn't gone through this storm, then this and this would not have happened. Right. And I could have not gone through that next storm because one thing, you know, God is always working within you uh, while you're in that storm. He's building you, he's preparing you for that, that next thing, whatever that might be. That's true. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Um, so as we wrap up here, um, what what is it that you hope that people will get out of this book? Well, uh, first thing would be encouragement. Uh, a lot of the testimonies we've gotten are the people that, that are encouraged, because one of the things is, you know, we are greatly impacted by our perception, what we're looking at. And uh, and and that's. That's one of the little illustrations in the book that I share that I've, I've used this for de for probably, meh, probably about eight or nine years uh, preaching at Cornerstone from time to time. Um, you know, if you put your cell phone out and, and look at a picture in the, in the pictures app, um, I actually do this when I'm speaking in live events, have everybody pull their cell phone out and uh, look at a picture and then says, study it like I was going to give you a quiz. And so then I say, okay, everybody zoom in, zoom all the way in on the picture. And so when they zoom in then I say, okay, so here's the follow-up question. Now that you've zoomed in, can you still see everything that's in that picture? No. Why not? Because you've zoomed past it. And so that's a, that was one of the core elements of monitoring our mindset. We had to zoom back out. You know, we have to look at the big picture because if you zoom all the way in on your crisis and that's all you see, everything else that's in the picture is still there, but you can't see it and your perception is massive. And so that's, that's one of the things that, that we want people to understand. And I've had a bunch of people tell me that it, it changed their perception of how they were, of what they were going through. Had great testimonies from people that have been very, very impacted in a positive way, encouraged, and also it empowered them to go through crisis times that they were in at that point. And so that's what we want to do. We want to help people 
you know, because the more people that, that I can be a blessing to, the more people that, that we can be a blessing to based on everything our family has suffered, then that makes more sense how much I had to watch my children suffer. I mean, when you've been to, at death's door over and over and over and over with your children, there's no suffering worse than that. It's, it's horrible, you know, and, for, and, we, and with your wife, it's horrible. That the suffering that I, that I watched them walk through was far worse than me almost dying or having brain aneurysms. Uh, uh, you know, my suffering is low on the gauge compared to watching them because that's just, that's the way it works. But helping people to basically get the context of everything and have the right perception and do like Peter and keep your eyes on Jesus and get that supernatural traction to get you through your storm. Uh, and, you know, don't just look at the wind and the waves because when you do, you're going to, when you take your eyes off of the Lord, you're going to sink. And so, you know, that's what we, we want to help people navigate their storms because when that happens, they're going to help other people and they're going to help other people and they're going to help other people. And so it spreads the blessing. And that's what we want. We want the blessing to spread. Mm, well, that's awesome, Greg. Um, so uh, one more time, how can people connect with you and get a copy of uh, your book? Okay. Uh, my website is gregdavisonline.com. And uh, there is a uh, a button on the website where they can buy the book. It takes them to the publisher's link. You can get the book, study guide, audiobook, and the video masterclass. Some churches are using this as as small group curriculum uh, because it's such a needed message right now. Uh, and also on my website there is a contact page, and it's got my email there. You can you can email me from the website address if you want to connect. Uh, and then the book is also available on Amazon and. Barnes and Noble's website, Books of Millions website, those kind of things like that. Uh, but uh, but it's so, you know, gregdavisonline.com is the way to connect. Well, thank you so much, Greg. It was really uh, a pleasure and honor to have you on the podcast to really talk about um, something that's affecting each and every person's life is we all go through storms in life. And um, I think there are, everyone needs some direction on how to go through those storms. Uh, not only how to go through them, but really what's the most important, as you mentioned in your book, right. on the other side. Right, because some people are ruined by their storms. We all know people that have been ruined by their storms, and some people are refined. Yes. Some storms lead people to their destruction, and some people lead them to their destiny. And so it makes all the difference in the world how we navigate adversity, and that's what all this is about. And so, but anyway, but I'm also excited about your book. Uh, which is obviously being a blessing to many people as well and helping people as well. So congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for that, Greg. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, you're writing, you're in the middle of a second book you're writing, right? I am writing a book, uh, a marriage book. Uh -huh. And that's another kind of weird part of, it's not weird. But it's, it's really cool. Part. Like, okay. So I don't know if I look this old or not, but my wife and I have been married this summer. We've been married 42 years. Oh, wow. And uh, we got married when we were 18 years old. And so, but the, the, the additional cool part of that is, is that last February in Valentine's Day, that was the 52nd Valentine's Day since I had given her the first Valentine's card because we were sweethearts from the second grade hmm. on and off all the way through school and got married like six weeks after we graduated from high school. 
And so we have a lot of history together <laughs> and we've had a lot of ad navigating adversity together. And so uh, the statistical probability that our marriage would even still be intact is almost zero. If you look at the national, at the natural statistics, but as children of God, we don't have to be the victim of statistics. If we do things God's way, you can crush the odds. And so we not only survived, but we've been able to coach and counsel hundreds and hundreds of couples through the years. And uh, that's another passion of ours is to help people build their marriage to the, to the level they never even thought they could get to. And that's what the marriage book will do. Well, looking forward to that one. So uh, go ahead and get your copy of Standing Strong in the Storm in whatever format that suits you. As Greg said, he has the um, masterclass, the audiobook, the study guide, and also the paperback book, uh, which is available on his website. Uh, so thank you again, Greg, for being on the podcast. Thank you so much, Cameron. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode of Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation that we had with Greg Davis. And if you would like to connect with the work that Greg Davis does and also purchase a copy of his book, Standing Strong in the Storm, uh, you can go and check out the link in the podcast description on whichever streaming platform that you're listening on. And also, um, we thank you so much for your support. Um, if you can give a awesome rating on the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on, feel free to provide any comments that you can. That would be great to help get this message of navigation and discovery spread to a broader audience. And I'd like to, if you have not yet purchased my book, latest book, Navigation and Discovery, you can go to the website link, which is in the podcast description, CameronSingBook.com. Again, you can go to CameronSingBook.com. And if you want to find out more about me and check out my social media platforms, you can go to my website, CameronSingBook.com, and you'll find everything there is about me and the work that I do. And happy to connect with you if you want to send me an email, uh, help you in whatever you need help uh, and Happy to connect with you. And also, feel free to subscribe on the platform that you're listening on. We're on a trajectory of releasing about two podcast episodes a week. So if you subscribe, you'll be the first one to get notified of the next episodes. So I really appreciate your support for listening and taking the time out of your day, whether you're in the car, you're working out, wherever you are at. Thank you so much. And I hope... This podcast is really adding value to you wherever you're at in your journey of life. Thank you so much, and we will catch you on the next episode.